Welcome to another Bible study, amen. Another midweek service. Hallelujah. <clears throat> come get energized, re-motivated, hallelujah. To be able to stand strong, hallelujah, with all that's going on around us, amen. Keep the faith, amen. Keep the faith, amen. God did not bring us this far just to leave us, amen. He established the church, hallelujah. The church is built on him, amen. Have that hope and that confidence, hallelujah. And don't become weary in your well <clears throat> Hallelujah. Don't let what's going on in the world, don't let mean and evil people change your perspective on life. Amen. Continue to uh, do good. Continue to try to do righteous. Amen. Continue to try to live holy. Amen. Amen. It's hard. I go stand here and act like it's easy. But continue to try. And look at God. He's so good because he knew that we would fail. So he gave us repentance. There would be no such thing as repentance if God didn't know we were going to fail. Amen. So he, he, he gives us this thing, metanoia, amen, where we can turn around. Hallelujah. And one thing I love about God and his forgiveness, and, and when we repent, uh, he relents and he forgives us. And I'm glad he don't just do it one time. You know, they got some people that's counting. When they do that one more time, I'm not going to forgive them. That's not how God is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God wish we wouldn't do it one more time, but when we do, the Bible says that he stands with an outstretched hand. Amen. Reaching out to his people. Hallelujah. That one day we would turn from our <coughs> ways. Amen. Amen. And humble ourselves. Glory to his name. And I submit today that today would be that day. Amen. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. So let us take each and every opportunity that God has given us. Hallelujah. We're living right now under his grace and mercy. This is the dispensation of grace. And that's what we're living with right now. God is being gracious toward us. He's given us those things that we don't even deserve. And then along with his grace is his mercy. He's merciful toward us. And he withholds those things that we do deserve. Because how many of you know that even in 2021 AD, that the wages of sin is still death? But God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that who would ever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Come on, somebody say that's me today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Counting on God. Counting on God through the provision that he made through his son Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit that holds it together. I thank God. Amen. As we come into another week, amen, we come uh, excited, amen, we're still looking at Paul's letters and moving along in his maturity uh, to be able to see as Paul began his writings and we found out that the earliest letters was Galatians and Thessalonians, those were the earliest, not only the earliest letters, but the earliest churches that he established as well. And we see that as we begin to look at these uh, letters of Paul, that Paul was writing letters to a persecuted people. Amen. When they uh, decided to accept Christ as their personal Savior, uh, they nine times out of ten, they were either polytheistic, serving many gods, or they were not uh, serving a god at all. Amen. Amen. They, most of them were into uh, idolatry. Hallelujah. Uh, serving idols. Amen. All these false gods. And so we see that when Paul Barnabas and Silas begin to go on those missionary journeys. I better not forget uh, John Mark either, huh? Going on those missionary journeys, amen. If they were, were establishing churches 
And as they were establishing these churches, they were establishing the churches on the rock. Hallelujah. And, and we read the other day, uh, Paul said that rock is Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. So God uh, established the church. He allowed Paul to establish these churches. Uh, and, and as we look at the churches that Paul established, I find it strange that I don't see none that none of the other apostles established. Now that, that's, that's kind of what was uh, uh, eye-catching to me when I began to study these letters. As we look at uh, Paul going on his missionary journeys, and we know most of these churches from the seven churches in Revelation, these are the, uh, some of the initial churches that Paul established. Uh, there is Thyatira, uh, Pergamum, Sardis, Smyrna, Ephesus, uh, Philadelphia, Laodicea, Colossae, uh, Colosse, uh, Corinthians, uh, 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 Athens, uh, Sparta. So Paul, on his uh, comprised of his three missionary journeys, Paul established several churches. And he established them on, listen to me carefully now when I say this. He established them all on the same word, on the same belief. All the churches had one belief. Now, I know we in A.D. 2021, 2021 A.D., however you want to say it, and we, we, we are 2,000 years, that's what the date implies, that we are 2,000 years, uh, according to the uh, Gregorian calendar, we are some 2,000 years away from Christ's birth. So, throughout that time, there has been a minimizing of this initial word that Paul preached to all the churches. All the churches have the same word, the same belief, under the same mindset. And come on, now tell the truth. We can't say that today. Now who, who's wrong? Us or them? <laughs> I submit to you today, we are. That we have moved away from that original teaching that Paul gave. And what was that original teaching that Paul gave? Well, he basically wrote it down in Romans. Hallelujah. We, are, we all know it. Amen. Uh, if a man should confess with his mouth and believe in his heart that Jesus is Lord, that God raised him from the dead. He said, you shall be saved. That Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is the only begotten Son of God who was sent into the flesh to this earth that we, by looking at him, by beholding him, that we would know how to live. So Paul begins to write these letters, and we've made it all the way to Ephesians. And we see that Paul wrote Ephesians, and it has such a wide date span, because Paul stayed in Ephesus for a number of years. Uh, for about most commentators say that Paul stayed in Ephesus three years. That's the longest that he remained in any of the cities. Now, uh, the date for Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus is 53 A.D. to 62 A.D. Like I said, that's a wide span. And remember when we first talked about these dates, uh, Old Testament and New, these dates are so ancient that you can only approximate. You really can't pinpoint it down to the day, but we, they know the approximate time. Amen? So this book of Ephesians, remember now the main theme of this book of Ephesians is God is trying to get Jews, primarily Jews, and Gentiles to understand that God in the New Testament church, uh, which is under that blood of the new covenant of Christ, we say that during communion, 
Uh, this is my blood uh, in the new covenant. Amen. So uh, what Paul is trying to get all of us, even still today, these letters are still trying to convince us today that we are one. That there is no more Jew and Greek and male and female. That there is no difference at the foot of the cross in the sight of God. Amen. So God now is making one new people. Hallelujah. And, and the Jews, the Jews are indicative. You remember the parable of the workers? Amen. Uh, when some came to work early, some came to work midday, some came to work late, but at the end of the day, they all got the same thing. Well, the ones who went complaining about the ones who had just got to work, see, the Jews are the ones who've been at work since 6 in the morning. They worked all day. They agreed to work for what he offered now. Everybody throughout the day agreed to work for what he offered. But the ones who came last, and if I remember correctly, it seems as though they only got to work about 30, 30 minutes, then it was sundown time to pay, and they got the same thing that the ones got who had been working all day long. This is the Gentiles. You only been working, you only been working for a little while, but God gonna give you the same thing that he gives those who had been working since uh, early in the morning. Amen? So we have to understand that with, 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 with the trouble that Paul was having, the reason that they was beating Paul severely is because the Jews was like, oh, ain't no way in the world I'm sharing what God that gave us with them. Heathens, pagans, and Gentiles. Definition of people without a God. Jews and Hebrews, definition, God's chosen people. So they're not trying to share. They, they don't know how to share. They don't know how to play right. They don't know how to play right, Amen. You ever played with somebody who didn't know how to play right? As long as they win, everything is cool. But as soon as they not win, they don't want to play no more. That's the Jews. Well, here come the Gentiles, happy-go-lucky, whistling. You know what I'm saying? Just skipping along, having a good time, and the Jews mad about it. But Paul is trying to get us to understand, God has made one new people. There is no difference now. Amen, amen. And we also talked about this uh, letter to the church at Ephesus as being somewhat of a Magna Carta, amen. A, uh, a, a, a big charter, magna, a magnum, a mag, 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 magnum, big, a charter, charter. And, and what it was, the king at that time, the king of England had got so powerful, I mean, boy, maybe that's who uh, Winston Churchill was referring to when he said power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Because King John, go read about it, about the Magna Carta. He had got so out of control, the people started to rebel, and they made him sign the Magna Carta or a letter of freedom. Well, lay people were just as free to be able to do some of the things that the royalty was doing. Well, the book of Ephesians is the same thing. It's a letter of freedom, especially for the Gentiles. But like I said, we, one thing that Paul's trying to do is make us understand that now there is Jew and Gentile together. It's the same thing he wrote about in Romans chapter 11. I encourage you and challenge you all the time to read Romans chapter 11. He's talking about that grafting in the wild olive branch, the Jews. The uh, I'm sorry, the natural olive branch, the Jews. The wild olive branch, the Gentiles. And, and, and we have been grafted in. Amen. Same thing he's talking about here. Making one people. God is making one plant out of a natural and a wild and coming together. Ephesians, the same thing. Amen. 
And I think, uh, if I remember correctly, we left off at uh, Ephesians chapter 5. That's where I want to start at today. I'm going to ask that you buckle up because Paul gets real serious in Ephesians chapter 5. I don't want to start no fights in your home, but we're going to talk about some stuff that's expected from God of Christians. See, we're living in a time right now where we act like God can't have no expectations of us because of his grace. And I, I can't say I cannot teach or preach anything to minimize his grace. I will interject this, though, is that he would rather obedience than sacrifice. Or for the New Testament, he would rather obedience than his sacrifice of having to give grace all the time. He really would just rather we would just sometimes just be obedient. Remember, there is the thing repentance. So he know we're not going to get it perfect, but he sure got higher expectations than what some of us are doing. If I could use a scale of, of, of 100, uh, and, and, and God is grading us on 0 to 100, you know so, so, you know you can do better. You shoot like 40 and 50. You can't pass school with that. God has expectations of his people. People try to get around and call it a law. We don't have to follow no law. But God got expectations, yo. We're trying to just skirt around everything and try to live right. I'm look, look, notice I'm saying try, that's all we can do. Because remember, he made the provision. When we fall, there is grace and mercy. And that's what Jesus is all about. Hallelujah. But that does not negate the fact that we should try to live a godly life. Remember, Jesus is the example. So we can't grace our way out of everything when Jesus indeed did. Jesus didn't grace his way out of everything. He went through it. The Bible says he learned obedience out through the things he suffered. Amen. Amen. So in Ephesians chapter 5, now you gotta, you gotta get your mind right. Hallelujah. Text somebody, call somebody, share this with somebody, especially a couple you know that's having trouble. Amen. Don't turn it off because it's gonna get hard. And, and if you found guilty, Amen. All, all you do is pray to God and ask him to help you change in that area. That's what I'm going to do. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to start right at verse 1. The Bible says, imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. There's a period after that. Imitate God. Now, didn't I just go off into that whole exhortation about living for God? being pleased because God has expectations. This is one of his expectations is that if we would live like he said his son, Jesus. Live like Jesus. Jesus is our example. Verse 2. Live a life filled with love. Following the example of Christ. See, Jesus is the example. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma uh, to God. Verse 3. Let there be no sexual immorality. That's, that's having sex and you ain't married. That's sexually immoral. To be having sex and you not married. Now this is the word of God. I'm going to challenge you that if you having sex with somebody, that y'all need to, uh, in God's eyes, doesn't matter what people think. Obviously that don't matter. That's why you're doing it. But in God's eyes, how many of us trying to be right in God's eyes? Or you just, or you just don't care? You, now, you got to make that up for yourself. 
I want to live a life that's pleasing in God's sight, or I just don't care. I'm going to die, I'm going to go to the grave, so whatever. Impurity. We have some very, very impure thoughts. And sometimes those thoughts turn, turn into impure actions. Greed. Greed. Not just from food. Not just greedy behind food. There's a lot of things we greedy behind. He was talking about sex already, so money, greedy behind. Pope chops and steaks. Entertainment in America, we greedy behind. We cannot go without our, our fancies being took. Ooh, I gotta go whoop it up. I gotta go have fun. I gotta listen, when I was young, and I ain't knocking young folks, because I was a, I was a good young person. I really did feel like if I wasn't at the party, nobody was gonna have fun. I felt it was my duty to show up. Of course, that's not true. That was me trying to be a star in my own movie. God is asking us, the psalmist said in Psalm 46 and 10, be still and know that I am God. Have confidence, God. Learn how to slow down and just stop for a while, y'all. Verse 4. I've seen stories, quit telling dirty jokes. And remember, once again, I'm reading from the, the NLT, the New Living Translation. Let me put this on the King James so I can kind of compare what it's saying. Verse 4. Filthiness. Foolish talking, he calls it in the King James. Oh, foolish talking. Coarse jokes, see? All them nasty, vulgar. I can hardly watch TV these days. And I'm being honest, y'all. Once your heart has uh, been filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm just being honest. I'm not trying to be all over spiritual or nothing. I'm just being honest. I promise you. I am. Listen. It's, it, I had to stop watching Criminal Minds. Bible study was on Wednesday. Remember Criminal Minds when it first came on when it was new? It used to come on Wednesday. And it was like our favorite show. But some of that, I just got through teaching Bible study. And some of that stuff I'm watching, I'm like, man. It started getting to me on the inside. It wasn't outside. It wasn't my flesh. It was on the inside. It was my sukkah. It was my soul. My mind, my will, my intellect, my passions, my desires, my appetites. It was, it was getting to me. They show violence now. On, on TV, and I'm, I'm just being honest, I'm telling y'all, you cannot have these indelible marks on your brain and think you're not gonna dream about this stuff and have nightmares and try to, and, and then when somebody make you mad, you're gonna try to react the same stuff, why? Because you got all these, all these indelible marks on your brain. Listen, what we do with our imagination, come on now, what is the root word in imagination? It's an image. Because we think in pictures. We don't think in words, y'all. We speak words, but we think images. Imagine. Image. And you see in all these images of just murder, just bullets going in people's heads, blood going everywhere. That is not good for the heart and the soul of the Christian. Preacher, why are you tripping? Because the Bible says so. I'm only teaching you what the Bible says. Hallelujah. See, some folk like to read it. Come on, let's read it. Da, 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 da. And then the people get no understanding. But we read Ephesians chapter 5. But you don't know how to correlate it with your life today. I'm trying to help you correlate this with your life today. You're wondering why things can't, ain't going right in your life. They got some real small, it's just entertainment, preacher. But it's destroying your soul, Christian. Coarse jokes. 
These are not for you, he says. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ or of God. I'm going to read that again. Now, let me see if you can grace your way out of this. Let me, let, me, let me see. Come on. Come on. Let me see if you can grace your way out of this. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ or the kingdom of God. I read it out of the Bible. This ain't me saying it. I'm in Ephesians chapter 5, and that was verse 5. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiper, worshiping the things of the world. Worshiping the things of the world. There is nothing wrong with having things of the world. But let's not put those things above our relationship with God. God, God made, if watch this now, remember, God made the heavens and earth. He created everything. He created it for us. So in no way am I implying or inscription implying that you shouldn't have any of it. Just stop putting it more important than God. You ain't got time for church, but you got time for the game. I'm just giving examples. You ain't got time to come to church, but you can go down there and, and, and all this other stuff to entertain yourself. Verse 6. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. Uh-huh. Don't be fooled. People are going to try to excuse it. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Boy, I'm reading the Bible. Verse 7. Don't participate in things these people do. Verse 8. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light, for this light within you produces only what is good, right, and true. You're a new person. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, that he is a new creature or a new creation. Yes, that's what we used to be. Not ashamed of it, not trying to hide it. That's what I used to be. But I am no longer that. I am a new person now in Christ. Come on, somebody say, I'm brand new. Hallelujah. In the way we used to think, we don't think like that no more. The way we used to act, we don't act like that no more. The way we used to talk, we don't talk like that no more. The places we used to go, I don't want to go to those places no more. Not for the same reason. Verse 10. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. So not only are we not supposed to be taking part in it, we need to be exposing it for what it is. Verse 12. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. In other words, he's offering us an opportunity to stop gossiping. We might not do it, but we show sure it's juicy to talk about when other people get caught up in it. Up. Spend all day long talking about this book. Let me move on. Verse 13. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shine on them. I got a saying. It ain't my saying. I, I, I uh, inherited this saying. Everything in the dark comes to the light. 
Everything done in the dark comes to the light. All it takes is time. Hallelujah. Verse 14. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Awake, you sleeper. Rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Verse 15. So be careful how you live. I'm going to say verse 15 again. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Verse 16. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Make the most of every opportunity to do good in these last and evil days. Verse 17. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will, that will ruin your life. Now, anybody in here that's an alcoholic, whether you want to admit it or not, if you drink every day, watch this. Let me, let me show you how they got levels of alcoholism. Now, you can Google this. This, this is a true study. An uh, alcoholic is not just somebody who drinks every day. An alcoholic could be a person who only drinks on the weekend, but you drink every weekend. There, it's a certain level just of people who get to get uh, passed out drunk just for Christmas. Every Christmas, you get passed out drunk. That is a level of alcoholism. Amen. I know people, people think alcoholics are the ones who just uh, stay drinking all the time. There's levels of alcoholism. Hallelujah. And he comes to the conclusion, he said, it's going to ruin our life. And most of the life, it, 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 it's going to first of all ruin your, your, your liver. <laughs> alcohol detox. Uh, 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 alcohol overdose, I mean. It's tearing up our liver. A lot of alcoholics lose their families. Because people just get tired of you uh, walking around the house sloppy drunk. Alcoholics lose their jobs. Because you can't, you can't stop drinking, so now you're showing up to uh, work with, with, with liquor on your breath. Amen. He says, instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. He's offering us to get drunk on the Holy Spirit. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves. And making music to the Lord in your heart. And give thanks for everything to God the Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, oh boy. In in prayer. Let not. Some people just really don't know this. And I'm not trying to be facetious. I'm not trying to embarrass nobody or nothing. But there is a system to prayer. There is a system to prayer. Now look at what he says. Now read verse 20 again. He says, and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, wave your hand if you understand the meaning of that. We don't pray to Jesus. We pray to God the Father in Jesus' name. All prayer should be ended in Jesus' name. But you are actually praying to God the Father who makes things happen. He's the director. He tells Jesus what to do. So many times in the New Testament, Jesus himself says that it's not me, it's the Father who sent me. I came to do the will of the one who sent me. In Revelation, the angel kept telling John, quit bowing down to me, quit bowing down to me. Uh-uh, I'm not cold-blooded like that. It's all about the Father. Now, we have to be very, very careful 
in our Protestant Western Christian thinking because we do everything like 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 Jesus is primary. And I know this is a hard conversation to have because right away you think I'm trying to belittle Jesus. No, I'm trying to make sure you understand how to lift up the fall. Now let me give you let me give you thank you. Let me give you an earthly uh, example, real, real quick. I have a son. Actually, he's named after me. And if Jack and I, uh, or when Jack was young and he was living with me, let me use that. When Jack was young and he was still living with me. And I would have a friend to come over to the house. And the friend would come over to the house and say, ooh, little Jack, oh, little Jack, look at how you got this house. Man, I like this house, little Jack, you done a good job. Little Jack, I sure like the way you keep the yard up, man. You sure, little Jack, man, your lights on, man, you, you, you got it going on. Boy, little Jack, look at your, your refrigerator full of food, little Jack. Little Jack, you got it going on. Now, I'm the daddy, and I'm sitting there like, there is no difference, church. So you, you gotta be real, real careful on how you get religious, you shoot religiosity at God. And everybody in here who got children know what I'm talking about. If somebody come to your house right now and start lifting up your children and ignoring you like you're not even sitting in the room, you would have a problem with that. God ain't God the Father ain't no different. Get out of your Protestant religious mind and understand the process goes. God the Father who is the highest. Can, can I get an amen? God the Father is the highest. Come on, say it. Don't be scared. You'll be blessed by the truth. Somebody told me the truth shall set you free. Jesus is God the Son. And the Holy Spirit works for both of them. Selah. He said it right here. Pray to God the Father in the name of the Son. Verse 21, and further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Uh-oh. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. There is so many things I do in my life that have nothing to do with people. It has to do just with I'm trying to make sure I'm living for God. I'm, I'm living like Christ lived when he was on this earth. And that way you can really live a holy life, you can really help people with an open heart and a good heart, and not all this uh, manipulation in your mind and, uh, uh, well, what if this, and what if they just using me, and what if they trying to get over on me? When you do it as unto the Lord, none of that matters. They got their own job, they got their own family, why nobody else don't want to help, or why I gotta do it? Do it for the sake of Christ. Uh-oh. Buckle up. Here come the hard part. I promise you this was going to get bumpy. Not that it wasn't already bumpy enough. <laughs> Amen. But it's really going to get bumpy. Now I'm going to get, he, look, Paul's going to get in your house. Paul is going to get in your house. And if you sitting up voluntarily waving your hand, Lord, I, I love the Lord. I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Let's see. We're going to see. Gut check. Verse 22. Why? This means submit to your husband. See lot. 
Submit. It means to put yourself under the authority. Sub meaning under. The prefix sub means under. Submarine means under the wall. Hallelujah. Subordinate, subordinate on your job. That means they work under you. Wives, put yourself under the authority of your husband. Let me tell you something. This don't preach at all in 2021. You twitching your lip and shaking your neck right now. Hmm, I ain't because he, hmm, because he, hmm. All right, Christian woman. Oh, and I forgot. You under grace. Verse 23, for a husband is the head of his wife. Lord, did the Bible just say that? This must be, look, Elder, this must be one of them 1940 Bibles I'm reading out of. <laughs> this ain't no new Bible. This is one of them old Bibles I'm reading out of. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, and his body is the church. Verse 24, as the church submits to Christ, so wives, you should submit to your husbands. Watch this. What was that last word? In everything. Now let me caution you real quick. Before you go <laughs> laughing this off, Remember what happened to John the Baptist's mama when she laughed? Huh? Remember what happened to, I mean, uh, 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 Sarah when she laughed, when she heard God's message? It happened to John the Baptist's dad. When he was doing the temple work, an angel told him about John the Baptist being born. Sarah heard the message inside the tent, and the Bible says she laughed. So I'm going to caution you real quick while you laughing at what Paul wrote in Ephesians because you living in 2021 now and you fighting for your rights. I would admonish women of this generation to be real, real careful how you fighting for your rights in front of the next generation of females. If one man don't marry man no more. We have no more children. There's no more procreation. Matter of fact, watch this, watch this, watch this. You wouldn't even be named more man if it wasn't for the man. Don't get mad, turn it off, go ahead. Woe man. In Hebrew, ish, isha, man, woe man. Woman taken out of man. But watch this. Woe man. Man with a womb. Definition of woe man. Man with a womb. See lot. See, I got a whole lot of stuff. You try to quit smoking and drinking. Honey, I submit you work on what the Bible says first before you work on what your pastor says. Verse 25, 
for husbands. This means love your wives. Uh-oh. We got to sharpen up on the, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm going to use another word other than love because trust me, when a lot of boys hear love, we ain't talking about affection and intimacy and compassion. <laughs> so for, for boys, we have to reframe the way we think about love. Oh, they know I love them. I go to work and bring the money home. Oh, I ain't got to say it. She know I love them. Retrain your brain. He says, love your wife. Watch this. Just as Christ loved the church, he gave himself for her life to make her holy, clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. We are the covering for our wives. One of, one of the, uh, I don't want to use complaints, but one of the things I hear consistently from a lot of sisters is, they don't really feel protected by a man. Like anything can happen and you know, he ain't got my back. We are the covering, we actually are the covering for each other. But primarily, the husband should be the strength. The Bible says, treat them as the weaker vessel. Now, this, but this is where the problem come in, Ellen is that these days the sisters are fighting for their rights so hard and so headstrong, they don't want to be treated as the weaker vessel. They don't want us protecting them. They don't even want me. So a, a, a brother trying, if he is, if he is trying to do his job and be the, 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 the uh, protector, provider, the teacher, y'all know me, PPT. If he is trying to do that, but you don't need that or you don't want that, well, what does that make him feel like? Actually, what does that do to him to put him sitting on the sideline now? And now you looking at him sitting on the sideline, and you like look at him over there sorry, but he ain't really sorry. He, he, he wanted to do his job by protecting, providing, and teaching, but you don't need that because you're your own protector, your own provider, and you don't need him to teach you nothing. So now he's sitting on the sideline, but you calling him sorry because he don't want to wash dishes and wash clothes and clean the bathroom. Oh, Pastor Chapman is chauvinistic. Pastor Chapman is misogynistic. You, you bet, I read from the Bible, yo. <laughs> so you better call God chauvinistic and misogynistic. If, if the family structure would work how God created it to work, we would not be in the shape we are now. Okay, 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 okay. Men, first five. First five. Yes, we did. In the context of the male, on earth in America for sure, I'm going to talk about what I know for sure. I don't know about foreign countries, but I know about America. And the men, uh, in the late 50s and early 60s, the men decided to take a siesta. <clears throat> That's when it started. We didn't notice it at first until it started graduating into the 1980s and uh, 90s. And you see men going around the corner living with another woman, taking care of her and her four kids, and you got a wife and two, three kids around the corner. You act like you ain't know them. And you and this one over here didn't even get married. You just over there shacking up, taking care of the kids like they yours. So men have been wrong, and women, you wrong for responding, because two wrongs don't make a right. 
And, it, and both of us have been wrong. And the man primarily started this off by just being uh, deficient uh, in our job. But if we, if we really listen, this has to do with our relationship with Zohar. That's why it's in the Bible. Church. 
and we are members of his body. Verse 31, as the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and his mother and joins to his wife, and the two shall become one. We, we, let me see if I can remember how uh, Spike Lee's Malcolm X. We've been backdoor, bamboozled, hoodwinked. I can't remember a lot of the other adjectives. But that's what we, the American culture has really done a number on us. And now, they're, The scripture says that a man should leave his mother and his father and be united one to another. United, meaning together, one. Be made one. Be made one. See, really, we really, we really and truthfully don't even really have marriages these days. Not only care where you went to the church or to the courthouse, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about because you went and somebody said the little funny little vows and everybody had a good time and ate cake and you got your little paper. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about marriage in the, in the uh, 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 sense of unity, being unified, being so together that you are one. 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 And, and see, what we fail to understand is marriage ain't our stuff. That's God's stuff. <laughs> we playing with it like we made that. We didn't make marriage. God made marriage. God took the woman and presented her to the man. God made marriage. And we just, we just handled it like it's toilet paper. I didn't use it. Let, let, let's go ahead and use it. And then we and then we go flush it. So we really have uh, some work to do on our Christianity because the things you the, the, the things that, are, that, that, that the culture got us focusing on on our Christianity, that stuff really not amount to a hill of beans because we don't have the most important things that represent God first. I pay my tithes. You might as well keep your money. I sing in the choir. You might as well go into the juke joint. Same down there. Because if we can't get home first, what is the church? But each of our families and our homes coming together. And we come together in God's house, in God's house, with all type of animosity against one another. All kind of little underlying schisms going on. Verse 32, this is a great mystery but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Is is the Bible? Is the Bible? We'll start with the children in chapter 6 next week. It's the Bible. 
And it's really amazing to me that these days how it's, it's like certain people really just not living in reality because we could, you know, we could uh, like, like play like the biggest Christians in the world. And you got all this stuff going on behind the scenes that you like trying to just hide and, 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 and live in this fallacy. You're living in this, in, in this make-believe world. Like everything is okay and everything is fine. But we ain't nothing but home. I mean, you, you can go on a job and act like Mr. Funny Funny and be the biggest hell raiser at home. They hate, they, they, they hate to see you coming. But you miss the, you miss the funny, funny whoop it up in front of everybody at work. You go cut, you go cut the neighbor's grass. You, 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 you trying to help me so-and-so out. You go cut her grass and, and, and your wife can't get you to do nothing at home. We're the bad, we're the bad I'm gonna close with this. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah. I think I want right at chapter one. that we live in, 
The government don't know what they're doing. Have, have y'all checked that out yet? And I ain't even just talking about with the shot. I'm talking about running the government, yo. They don't know what they're doing. Hell, now you tell me. When we was in the military and we got ready to leave a place where we was, didn't we wash all the vehicles and get them out of there first? All the heavy equipment. All that stuff was gone. The troops was the last thing to fly out, if I remember correctly. You was in aviation, you would know better than me. So what, why did this thing come who? They don't know what they're doing. It don't matter, Democrat, Republican. Get off the donkey and get off the heart, off the elephant. They don't know what they're doing. Is it not obvious to you? You put all your hope and faith and trust in these idiots. Billions of dollars in taxes, but ain't no street streets. Finally got some schools built, but they was mostly built on bond issues. If everybody paying their taxes, why do we got to get bond issues? Bonds pass the bills. The human being, especially the Christian, especially the Christian, we got to do better. Entertainment time is up, y'all. Come on, man, time up. Ain't you having enough selfies? Don't you know how you look by now? We sure do. Mature. Grow up. Let's start doing what's important in life.
And God, we pray that you can give her a speedy healing, God, with no side effect, no residual, God, and allow it to take effect. And we thank you, we love you, we trust you, God. We thank you for that speedy recovery in prayer, God. Father, he's been up and walking already, God, all blocks. He told me six blocks for the day. Hallelujah. So we thank you, God, for giving him that power, God, that intestinal fortitude to get up out of that bed and to move around, God. So we thank you. You show miracles Lord. throughout all this, this ministry, God. All those three families caught corona, you healed all three, God, without any residual, God, any side effect. So we thank you, God. We bless you, Father. It is in the wonderful everlasting name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Come on, let church say amen, amen. and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. amen.